0: Welcome to the New World Pictures Podcast bonus episode series, Convince Me. That's right. Um, (laughs) If you have been listening to the podcast, we started a couple new bonus episode series this year. One of them is Convince Me, where we talk about films that one of us, or maybe two of us in the group, are not fans of, and we're going to try to convince them to maybe give it another chance. I'm Ryan. With me, as always, is Mark.
1: Hello there. I think that part of this too is that we're going to convince, one person tries to convince the other people to hate it and then we try to convince the other person to like it. It's a two-way street. Well, This isn't a one-way street. I guess
0: because I'm on the side of convincing to like, I am just taking that, I'm taking that side.
1: I think it's short-sighted of you.
0: Okay, Mark me and erica is also here good luck this this episode boys that's right (laughs) uh erica is in the hot seat in this particular episode because she is not a big fan of 1982's blade runner
2: I need your deck.
1: This is a bad one. But worst yet. There was an escape from the off-world colonies two weeks ago. Six replicants. Three male, three female. They
0: slaughtered 20. A Blade Runner's job is to hunt down replicants. Manufactured humans you can't tell from the real thing. What's this? Roy Batty. Probably the leader. There was just one outfit making replicants that superhuman. The Terrell Corporation.
2: Deckard, Dr.
0: Eldon Tyrell. I don't get it, Tyrell. Commerce is our goal here at Tyrell. More human than human is our motto. I was looking for six replicants in a city of 106 million people. You ever see this girl, huh? Never seen Lezlov. What I didn't know was they were looking for me.
1: Questions. I just do eyes. Just genetic design. Just
2: eyes. Hello? I'm in a bar here now, down in the fourth sector. Why don't you come on down here and have a drink? That's not my kind of place. <laughs>
1: To die if i didn't care
2: more than words can say if i didn't care would i feel this way
0: Excuse me, Miss Salameh. Can I talk to you for a minute? Are you for real? <laughs> He's a damn one-man slaughterhouse. I'm going home. 1982's Blade Runner sponsored by that one lady that they always Coca-Cola. It's the Coca-Cola <laughs> ad.
2: Sorry. Yes, yeah. the Coca-Cola. Come on. Wow. Oh, so strong strong convincing so far. <laughs> sponsored by Coca-Cola.
1: Yes. Where I mean, let's be honest. This movie introduced a style of billboard that we are now seeing today.
0: Now, let's start in the beginning, Erica We know you're not a fan of this movie. Correct. So let's just go back a little bit and tell us um, about your first time seeing Blade Runner. How old were you? Where were you? Do you remember? What do you remember about the first time
2: you saw Blade Runner? Ugh, Jeez. I don't remember. I don't remember how old I was or where I was. I was definitely... not two years old as I was when it came out. So I know that much. Um, Telling her age, everybody. <laughs> Telling her exact age. I, I don't remember where I first saw I mean, I, w- I would imagine I was an adult. Maybe I was in college. Maybe I was an adult when I first saw it. I don't really remember. I just remember being like, when is this going to be over? Definitely nodded off. That's what I can tell you. That's how it stuck with me. I remember thinking it rains a lot in future Los Angeles, which I know That's now.
1: one thing they got wrong.
2: Yeah, got that real wrong. Uh, <laughs> rains a lot more there than it ever does here. And that um, Harrison Ford is in it. Yes. <laughs> and that yeah. umbrella technology is really advanced. Yes. But other than mm-hmm. that... Well, seems- they had
0: to because... I mean, if Los Angeles started to rain as much as it does in Blade Runner, definitely umbrella technology, would that, that would be on the forefront. Mm-hmm. Um, we would... Elon Musk would come up with one of the best, <laughs> top of the line, or worst. I don't know, depending on how you feel. But uh, but he would definitely spend a, like a, a definitely a couple hundred mil on on creating a brand new umbrella. Mark, where was the first time? Do you remember the first time you saw Blade Runner? Um, I I want to say
1: early junior high. Um, I I remember. Our parents had gone to see Blade Runner in the theaters. Okay. And I remember asking my mom how it was. Mm. And she said, terrible. Yeah. I was like, I was like, I like, it was one of those times that you as a kid go, that doesn't, it's not possible. Movies are always good. And good movies are always great. And movies <laughs> made by people who made a movie that you loved, in this case Alien, how could you go wrong? Sure. But she just said it was just really I, it was boring. I mm-hmm. just it wasn't I just didn't like it. When our mom had said that it wasn't very good, I thought that how could that be because this is really Scott. It's got to be like just as good. So he made two sci-fi movies back to back. So yes, when this does come out, I think I'm in junior high.
0: By the time we see it on by video. The, by
1: the time we watch it on video. Because
0: it may have been out on video for a while. we just, sure it was. We weren't aware of it. I, in fact, I know that because
1: other friends of mine had rented it and they were talking about it. And okay. I was like, okay. I'd, I'd always been like, in the back of my mind, like, this is the next movie I want to see. Mm-hmm. I saw many, many movies and then we watched it. Uh,
0: and so, so, at that time, we were only seeing the theatrical cut because that was the only cut that existed for a long time until they put out a director's cut. I'm not sure when they put that out, but eventually a director's cut comes along and includes the bonus scene of the the unicorn dream that was a big addition um, that implied that, you know, Deckard might be a replicant as well, which of course was not really at all a question. Maybe it was a question, but if you were watching it and had that as a question, but I don't I I did not have that I as question. I didn't at the time either. And then you had the director's cut. And then now you have a final cut as well. I'm not sure when that was released, but now there's like three different versions. We watched the final cut, mainly because the theatrical cut is so difficult to get a hold of now. And I have the the Blu-ray that I have is just the final cut. There's no Mm -hmm. other versions. Mm -hmm. It's just a final cut version. I attempted to find the theatrical cut so we could have that, which of course also has... Um, Harrison Ford's uh, late entry of voiceover uh, monologues, which is not in the final cut at all or the director's cut, right? You was know, something that Ridley Scott was not a, not a, a big fan of. And, and those were inserted was later. Harrison
1: Ford, because it's no, such a boring. He does the worst voiceover. read
0: on those on those voiceovers. Very very like I'm not happy to be here. Yeah. Kind of. Kind of read like Erica is right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: yeah. Just wake me up when it's time to start hating Blade Runner. <laughs> Are we ready? I'm always ready.
1: <laughs> we did notice you nod off a little bit. Always
2: there. here, guys. All so, of this
0: to, is to say that we did see it, and what did you think rewatching the final cut?
1: Um, I remember when I first watched it. Just to rewind a second, I hated the voiceover, and I thought it was like, I, I thought, why. Harrison Ford's such a good actor. Why is he doing such a terrible read? Then knew the then learned about the backstory. So I like the final cut because that's omitted. Um, look, I love... Honestly, I love every cut. Yeah. I, I will watch yeah. any cut of this movie and sure. be vi- d- thoroughly enjoyed. I will thoroughly enjoy it from start to finish.
0: Mm-hmm. Huh. <laughs> I agree too. And here's the thing. I didn't even, when I saw the theatrical cut, I didn't think much about the voiceover because... There's plenty of movies that have voiceover. So it didn't really throw me at all. But I do recall seeing the director's cut and being like, wow, no. Because I had seen it so many times with the voiceover that it was like, wow, there's no voiceover. That's 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 so interesting. And now I'm very accustomed to not having it Mm -hmm. at this Mm -hmm. point. So watching the final cut, I didn't even think about it, honestly, when I watched it until later. And I was like, oh, right. There were the, the, the voiceovers were part of it. So Erica, now we're gonna to go to you. You saw it and you hated it. Did you hate it? And from the get go,
2: yeah, from the get go, it starts with my least favorite favorite opening credits, which is white names over black screen. But that's the thing I was wondering about it's from the, from you- the get go, like snoozers, and but- you have an entire fucking world to build. What a waste to start this movie with just like Rutger Hauer, Harrison Ford. Like really, you could float over (laughs) Los Angeles. You could world build. Well, they do. You could show how the. Too late. (laughs) Too late. Too late.
0: I do. I do think. I. I I wonder about this. Um, Both Alien and. Blade Runner have a certain amount of like buy-in of your patience Mm -hmm. with the storytelling. Yes. But I don't have any issue with that. But I wonder sometimes like when you grow up and you have the, in the way movies are made now, it seems like we, we don't allow for things to sit for such a long time and for us to like sit in a world
2: in that way. But I hear you. But here's the fundamental difference for me Mm -hmm. watching Alien versus Blade Runner. Alien, there is no escape. They're on that ship. Something has gone wrong. There is tension. There's anxiety. There's fear throughout. Blade Runner has none of those things. There's nothing to be afraid of because, oh, some replicants, they got off world and they're coming back and they're mixed into Earth, but... There's no fear because you can just figure out who they are, and you've got this master, you know, hunter of them, and he'll just. There's no, there's no fear in them, and any kind of, and here's, here's my one positive that I will give it, is I think Rutger Hauer is great. Yes, and he does a lot with a little in this. Very much so. But they don't allow him to be scary in it. They take away all of his power and anything that will make him scary because you just think, well, he's gonna die anyway. He's, he's got a lifespan, so just give it time. And that's my beef, is it's just Harrison Ford just—Harrison Ford. Rick Deckard just gets lucky. He doesn't beat him. He doesn't beat Rucker Hauer. He just outlives well, him. Well, that, that he he outlasts him. That goes him.
0: against your point that you're saying uh, Harrison Ford as Deckard is, like, this big-time, you know, replicant killer or Blade Runner. But I think he like gets his Not ass mine. beat almost all that's the time. That's their
2: words though. That's police chief's words. I call you back in because you're the big I, badass. But that's what I'm
0: saying. I don't I I don't watch this movie thinking like, oh, Harrison what, what do I care? Harrison Ford's gonna take them all down because he gets his ass beat all the time. Yeah. He just barely gets that first
2: replicant. I mean Which again is what takes away some of the fun. Like I wanna see them I wanna see him get in there and kick everybody's ass, and he doesn't. He's just like a sad drunk who gets lucky a lot. <laughs>
1: But he's also a human that's going up against a replicant. Replicants that were trained to be uh, like military or experts. Or is he a human? And, and you, you know, I mean, the initial <laughs> Yes, did, he's a like... fucking
2: human because he's just sad. <laughs> replicants don't have to be sad there, about. there
1: is tension because these replicants <laughs> have been part of an uprising that if they can get to Terrell and they can reprogram their brain so that they don't are they're not forced to die right then they can then pass that along to all the other replicants sure. who would then come back to earth and destroy everybody so there is tension there is a reason like this the these four
0: could cause a total catastrophe if they are let if if they complete their plan and that's the thing that to me that in rewatching this again that really struck me and i know that it's not that it didn't strike me before per se, but these are like, you get such a good sense of both sides. You know that Deckard is your hero. And so you're on his side to do what he wants to do. But the fact is, is that Rucker Hauer is so good. Uh, Brian James is so good. The cast is so good. Uh, uh, Daryl Hannah is so good. And and Emmett Walsh is so good. And of course he's, he's not a replicant, but yes. Emmett,
2: I just want to be like Erica. <laughs> but
0: they're so good and all they're looking for is a chance. They want they are looking for a chance to continue to live. And they and so Which
2: should be all you need. But, but it, you never feel like for a fucking minute in Blade Runner that they're gonna achieve this. Not once in watching it the first time and then the second time do I feel like they might get it. Never, not, not one not, time, not, not when not they one kill. one minute do I feel like they're gonna get this. Not when they
1: kill Lopan.
0: <laughs>
2: James Hong,
0: who's yeah. the guy who designs eyes. That whole eyes.
2: sequence is just sad. Like that's sad just,
1: and scary. Yeah. like a, a, it's a tense, emotional scene.
0: What is the, the 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 pipes that are like attached to his coat? They're what's they're keeping him warm. Keeping him warm, they're warm yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I love that element. I, the world of this movie. I love how much you are not given a lot of like details. That's the thing about the voiceover that that I can see why it's so much nicer without it because they don't give you all these details. You're just sort of in the world. They sort of dunk you in the world and let you figure it out. There's so much. But do much... they? Yes. I
2: would. I needed a deeper dunk
0: <laughs> because
2: so, I don't feel like it's a whole layered world where where jf sebastian lives used to be some like thriving big building right like there there is so much there but it's just like i don't know i need a deeper dunk
1: it is it is it was a big thriving building in downtown los angeles it's still there and Mm -hmm. still looks the same but here's the thing you (laughs) liked you liked alien right yes are you talking about the bradbury building yeah what i think that i love about one of the things i really love about blade runner is that if at the end of Alien, they did like the original Batman series where it like switched and like, bah, 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 bah. meanwhile, back on Earth, you have Blade Runner because it's like the same world, the same special effects, the same kind of computers technology, the same kind of um, just like the, the sense of the world and where they are in the future feels very similar. And so you have like the Earth version of the Nostromo. Yeah. In Blade Runner. Sure. Which I really love that Because aesthetic. the
0: Stromo is kind of a wet, you know, they have. Everything's they have, wet. Yeah. they it's, have, There's yeah.
1: two wet movies.
0: Yeah. <laughs> too wet. <laughs> I'm forgetting the, what the exact line is, but there's a line of like, oh, is that why you didn't go off world? Like, that it, that like being on earth is like kind of not for, it's kind of for like the people that didn't get the golden ticket or whatever, right. you know? So like being on earth is kind of a drag yeah and so and 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 even though we have tyrell who's you know got you know, all the money and all that other stuff but he's there seems to be doing fine but it seems like that that the earth is almost like a death sentence in a way and that's why there's a little that's why that dourness is there that's why there's a sort of foreboding feeling throughout the whole film sure I mean, well, let me ask you this. I,
2: I don't feel for, I don't feel that about it.
0: Well, what are your main problems with it? Let's start there.
2: It's boring. Let's not start.
1: We've started. let
2: <laughs> boring. Okay, it is boring. We're starting the
1: episode now. Yeah,
0: well, <laughs> yeah. let's start now.
2: It's what? <laughs> it's boring to me. Like when I think about this movie, I'm like, what is this movie about? I'm like, four robots don't don't live <laughs> don't live as long as they want. Like, four robots get disappointed by mortality.
0: But also, That's Deckard it. falls in love with one of these robots. Does he and fall in love with her, And could be potentially one himself. Or
2: is he just like... I mean... Is he... That's another beef that I have where I'm like, I don't know that he loves her. If she's a replicant, which I think it's decided, determined yes. that she is. Yeah. She oh, no, she is. is, for sure. She is. Yes. You know, that I have, a, I have an issue with that scene, too, when he's like, say that you love me like does he love her or does he like i can make her love me like i can tell her that she loves me and i can force her to fall in love with me because that's like in her programming sure
1: see i think that's interesting because i think that he's trying to test whether she truly has the capacity to feel emotion that that's what which I is such feel feel a like big too. part of yeah. like the theme of this movie is can a replicant actually
0: feel right because they are given the ability to feel and her model in particular that they start to like their feelings grow independently and that's part of their design of this particular model is that they grow their own feelings, which are outside of their initial programming. So that's what I feel like too, is that, that he's kind of trying to granted, maybe not going about it in the nicest, coolest way, but he's trying to find out, do you feel this way about me? Do you care? Do you legitimately have feelings for me?
1: Let me ask this. Watching it, because I know you just watched it.
2: Correct. In one sitting, everybody. Good I job. forced myself to stay awake. <laughs> you deserve... Despite Blade Runner, I stayed awake.
1: <laughs> Erica earned the gold star. That's for. right. Good for you. Good for you. Um, Thank you. Thank uh, you. But did you find it... Watching it through today's eyes, I think it's fascinating when you look at uh, things like video uh billboards uh voice uh, voice commands to tell the computer to do things uh, mm-hmm. artificial intelligence like these are all things that when I first watched this movie were right. like so far in the future mm-hmm. and then I watched this movie and I'm like we have all these things today mm-hmm. sure mm-hmm. to me that adds to the story it makes it like so interesting to see what a, what a f- 30 40 years ago what the what the vision of what that would look like mm-hmm. come to like now we see it in the re- in the real world and it's not too dissimilar
0: yeah it's it's it makes the 2019 Los Angeles date that s- starts the movie out actually well there's obviously many elements of like this. rain <laughs> yeah the constant rain the um sort of mixture of cultures being sort of like this nor this sort of like you know sort of accepted like the the fact that edward james almost his character like speaks this sort of like mishmash of different sure. languages sure, sure, that sure. kind of thing that we haven't done that per se like we he didn't really I, this is always sometimes a, a a problem with me with science fiction movies where they like hey, what in 40 years? I'm like, 40 years is really not a long time. I mean, it's a long time from the year you're making it, but 40 Mm -hmm. years isn't a long time for us to to totally transgress in all these other significant ways. But there's a lot of stuff in this movie that hit the mark in terms of 2019. Um, Flying cars? No. no. Um, The amount of the heights of the cities that we're building, the fact that Earth is sort of this... Like, dark, doomy area that most people have already left Earth. Like, we that's mm-hmm. not the 2019 was a little soonish for maybe that kind of thing, but you know, just spoiler alert don't watch Escape from New York, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But, um, was it 1998? Yeah, I think, that's, or, that's yeah, that's really disappoint yeah, you.
2: yeah, but here's the thing though in re watching it, I was hoping that I would like it because I love science fiction, so it's not that. It's not the genre, it's not that has nothing to do with it. And in in rewatching it, I was like, what if I watch it and I like love it. <laughs> then, then I feel what? like
0: you were but, not you were ho- you were definitely hoping to not. It felt like you were as I listened to your commentary during the film, you were definitely like trying to remember why you definitely hated it well, more than you were trying to like it. But I want to go back to why you do hate it. Outside of you think it's boring, and, and maybe you don't think that the story of the replicants is all that significant. What else do you not like about it?
2: I think it, and and maybe it was just, while I can't remember exactly the first time I saw it, it seemed like something that was so hyped up to me. And mm-hmm. I definitely saw it in the same order as you guys in that I saw Alien first and then this. Okay, Not close together, but saw Alien first and then... Time passed, and then I saw this. And
0: I kind of think you got to saw this. You saw this with friends or something because your I'm parents sure. are not big yeah. movie people.
2: No, I'm sure I saw it in college. You know, with friends. Yeah. I had fr- friends who were you know big film buffs and okay. introduced me to a lot of things I had never seen before. Um. And, th- and I remember, I remember a vibe like where people were like, "Oh, like you're gonna love this. Like just wait." And so it was very much the feelings that I. What, the 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 scenario that was set for me or the stage that was set for me was very similar to Mark's experience with Silence of the Lambs in that people were like oh, Blade Runner. It's like life changing. Yeah. Like oh, wait till you see it. like fucking oh so Silence dark, dark. and Rams. it's so like <laughs> you know what I mean? Like they hyped it up so much that <laughs> I was like okay well Same geez. Same fucking like, thing
1: with Seven. Everyone was like fucking jacking off to Seven and I went and saw that and I was like this movie sucks. If yeah.
2: Those but friends,
0: if my friends my... of yours were jacking off to Seven I, I... Questionable that, taste in friends. Of course, really, like, you gotta cons- reconsider some of those friendships. Well, I, I
1: think I had real, uh, you know,
0: open-minded thinker friends. <laughs> I mean, uh, We all got our little kinks. Thinker friends, for sure. <laughs>
2: But I think that that hype was around it. So I went in thinking like, oh my God, like where have I, what okay. rock have I been under? Because you
0: saw it at a point where you're in college and this has been a college, movie College or maybe up. just
2: out of college. It's but been it talked been... Been... up
0: for, throughout your life. So you were like, oh, yeah. that's a classic movie. that." And
2: by people who knew that I enjoyed science fiction. So they were like, well, you're, it's not going to be, you know. You're going to love You're going to like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you like, you know, right. this genre already. And then halfway in, I'm like, I remember thinking like, this is it like
1: I, I want to ask you about that you're saying halfway in because here's i, I watched it this time knowing that we're going to have this conversation um and i really didn't need to watch it again i was watching it going like why am i watching this i've seen this movie so many times but i wanted to kind of get some beats i i and i did skip through some things because i'm like I, sure. i've seen this movie a thousand times so i'll just yeah, skip through it that's fair. but i wanted to get some beats because like I I get what you're saying that you think it was boring. It is it is a slow moving movie. Yeah. It's a slow I, burn? It's a, it it is really is a totally really slow burn. burn for sure. But it's I don't think it's boring because like you know, we set up this world, we very quickly get to this interview or this interrogation depending on how you look at it where the replicant like very, kill, for, the like, one with
0: brian james the yeah, very, like, early yeah like kills
1: the let me tell you about my mother yeah that, like yeah. like right at the beginning we've established like yep. what's going on mm-hmm. interesting replicant okay these are p- interesting questions then he gets shot and then like all all of a sudden you've got tension all of a sudden you've got some action you're like okay what's happening in this movie so did you find that boring or like where at what point were you like I don't. I please. This movie has to move faster.
2: I think that it doesn't. That moment where um, where Leon is kind of discovered, it feels tense to a point, and then I feel like it it kind of like stalls out its own tension. Like I almost wish that we don't see him shoot the doctor and it's left open-ended because then you're like oh well this guy's a replicant okay well leon's one who's next i don't know it just kind of it uh, i wish there would have been a m- maybe it would have cut before that or maybe mm-hmm. you see like the doctor like okay but you you're kind of left like well shit, is he is leon one is he not like and i just felt like there was no mystery we know that rachel's one going in you know as yeah. it's just i didn't feel like there was tension or But at the same time, I think
0: what Mark is saying is not so much tension as much as when you started out and you he was obviously revealed to be a replicant. He shoots the guy because he clearly is a replicant, but it gives a, a movie a bit of an urgency as much as it's a slow burn. I think what Mark's saying is that that gives it a sort of like, oh, things are going to happen. We are things are it's it's a promise that the movie is giving you that, like, don't worry Things are going to happen in this movie, and that's. And it may take some time to get there, but things are going to happen. But you didn't take it that way. As that, I think no. That's Mark what I meant to say,
1: yeah. is what Ryan just said. Yeah, I, don't, I didn't <laughs> take
0: it that way. I just was like, okay, well, he's one. I think what I was struck with, again, and I, I sort of mentioned a little bit of this earlier, but the thing about Blade Runner is that you are given a good guy, and you're given a good guy that you're familiar with in Star Wars. At this point, Harrison Ford has done two Star Wars movies, right. so... He is definitely Han Solo. He mm-hmm. has not done Indiana Jones yet, mm-hmm. but um, at least at the time, by the time a lot of people may have seen it, he maybe been both. Mm-hmm. But um, or or has he have been Indiana Jones in 1982? was Raiders of the Lost Ark? So, um, yeah, it was. Yeah. yeah, it was after. Yeah. So, uh, but but the thing of it to me is that the replicants aren't the bad guys. The fact is is that they're not bad people they are people that are fighting for their own survival but we are given that the the Blade Runners are there to take them down and that they have been given the authority to destroy them all um, but are they the bad guys that's the thing about it I think that that is a very compelling issue are they bad and I think by giving wrecker Howard that ending monologue where he talks about I have seen things in that humans could only dream about that I have seen around the galaxy and now it's going to just be gone
1: mm-hmm. and,
0: and just be nothing like tears in the rain. That speech is still so moving to me and so interesting like we're afraid of the things we don't quite understand we're afraid of the things we may be created and we and, and, and are gotten getting away from us and we mark them as bad but are they bad. Are they the villain? That's what I think is really interesting to me about this movie. And that's what I think is interesting. Why it's such an interesting, every time I watch it, I, I'm just intrigued. Outside of the fact that I'm involved in the world and I get really sucked into it. But I think, are these the bad guys? We're, we're given like a regular, you know, I got a, we got a cop and he's going to hunt down bad guys. We know that trope, but are they the bad guys? I,
1: I guess I would just add what I think is really interesting. <laughs> Erica, just Erica just shrugged. Erica
0: just shrugged. All that.
2: All to, right. To
1: me, what
0: resonates.
2: <laughs> I'm just taking in your convincing okay. argument. Yep. I'm Take taking it in. It in. Take I'm it, taking in. it in. That scene also, to be fair, ends with like a dove flying away, which is like, come on. Oh,
0: come on. You haven't Give seen any in. John Woo
2: movies? Yeah,
1: has it worked come for a John Come on. Jo- I would say the the most like the most emotional part of that to me that last scene, which is an incredible speech and an incredible scene to yeah. me, yeah, is regardless of whether you're a replicant or human, or whether you've been a good good person or a bad person in your life, we're all facing mortality at a certain point. That all these things sure. all, that we find meaningful, tragic, sad, happy, fun. Will all die with us, and no one will ever get to see them again. Mm-hmm. Um, even when people tell stories about you, they don't see it from your perspective. Mm-hmm. At the same time, I, I just I think that this movie um, gives you an opportunity to see William Sanderson in a role very different than what he played in Newhart. And I think that alone <laughs> should give you an opportunity to say, "Hey, here's the versatility. Here's real versatility of an actor."
0: And, Erica and a <laughs> And apparently Harley Coakless saw him in this and said, I like this guy. I want to put him in Black Moon Rising, but I don't want him to say a word. I
2: know. (laughs) But sometimes he doesn't need to say a word because he has like kind eyes.
0: Yeah, he does. Yes. He
2: has kind eyes. So he was well cast in that because, you know, from the second when when Pris is hiding in the trash and she's like, mm-hmm, I'm going to trick this. You know you can trick him. Look at his kind eyes. Yeah. You can pull a fast one on this guy. He's not going to hurt you. Speaking of casting, did you not find the casting to be great in this movie? I don't have any beef with the casting. I, so, think, I think the casting's good. I think it's I will good. say,
0: I, I, as much as I love Harrison Ford, I, you could have cast someone else. And, and Agreed.
2: And, you could have put somebody less uh, famous, I guess, for lack of... like lesser known actor and i actually think that might have helped
0: i do you said something when we were re-watching it where you were like he's just kind of he's doing a harrison or i'm uh, not harrison ford he's doing a han solo thing
2: yeah where he's doing his like
0: and he's mm. kind of and he does kind of make a couple mm. of those facial expressions of course he's he's probably just made i don't know if he did something in between but he had just made empire, uh, empire strikes back so he is a little similar, and he's maybe in the same environment, and maybe that triggered something for him. But he is a little similar-ish to Han Solo, but he's also fighting against that instinct, because that's not who Deckard is. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I could have... There could be the potential for he's another my actor... Least,
2: my least favorite in the whole thing. I mean, I... Other than he, thinking I, that Edward James almost is like he, he could have not been in it and that would have
0: also been oh fun. my god no way what are you talking Ed, about edward james edward james almost is amazing in this for
2: what reason like it's in like five because seconds he's of edward
1: it. fucking james almost and he's yes. incredible and everything Did, he looks like a cartoon they? character do, are, hold on are you gonna he tell looks me like no, that pink are, panther like are you, are you gonna like tell me now mustache? that you don't do you do you not like my advice because we might be <laughs> a, we might be ending this it's podcast
2: I times. have a beef with no. Edward James Olmos himself. That I just was think not that the character's... answer to my
1: question. Do you like the series Mind Me Vibe? <laughs> yes.
2: yes, I do.
0: Um, I just think do it's good series. It holds up.
1: Do you like the Do you like Newhart? <laughs> I
2: do like Newhart. Okay,
1: all right. <laughs> do you like The Shining? <laughs> yes,
2: because I
1: believe Stan, uh, uh, Stanley Kubrick took extra footage from the end of Blade Runner to put in the beginning That's of The right. Shining. That's right. That's so, right. So. This is all part of the oh. same universe. Here, yeah, huh? that is, it is. It so, is. So, because you like The Shining, you have to like some,
0: even if it's the that, very end. That is like footage, Runner. I think, even from the, the theatrical cut that isn't in the final cut. That sort of like footage
1: is still it's so, Part Interesting. of it is so, it? So let's, Interesting.
2: Just, let's just put this out there. Let's just address the elephant in the room. There's too many fucking cuts. There's too many cuts. Come on. There's too many cuts. But a lot of movies do that. Right. And I disagree with it all the time. Well, here's the thing. (laughs) Too many cuts.
0: The the director's cut came out at a time when video was so big that we had the opportunity for studios to invest a little money into making a director's cut. And that would only make them more money. So it was actually advantageous for them economically to invest in that. And that's why we got the director's cut and then we get eventually a final
2: cut. I'm not looking for logic and reasoning. There's too many cuts.
1: (laughs) I have to admit, when the director's cut came out, to me, the way it was packaged was... Didn't quite get it right the first time. <laughs> let's,
2: yeah, it makes you second let's guess. Let's kind of yeah, do let's the right it. thing. Maybe we'll get it right this well, time. Well, there's. The,
0: the, let's not get into an issue of like director's like examining it. the like, work because because like, like, yes, you, he examined it and he went, okay, let's do let's do a director's cut. Let's put some stuff in that I wasn't allowed to, and then they put that out. And he went, now that I think about it, actually having done that cut. What if I actually did this instead, and that's the final cut? I think is where we get that. Well, that. I mean,
1: have you watched the theatrical cut of Das Boot?
0: <laughs> I, I did. I did back in the day oh, for sure. Have um, you watched the director? I haven't cut. watched it recently because I know you are a huge fan of Das Boot. Much better, Wolfgang wow. Peterson.
1: <laughs> you wow. bet.
0: Yeah. Wow. <laughs> he loves Das Boot. Now, Love. Since Love we saw, das and bet. I remember seeing that with our parents, and they were like, "Wait for this one." And I watched it. And I was like. Yeah, that's pretty good. Mark was like, that was amazing. Mark was so into that movie from the jump. Okay. Yeah.
1: When do we get to talk about that? Is that, is that, is that a nearly is new Is that world? nearly
0: new world? No. I'm going to find. Not, I, hold not. on. Well, is that a convincing? Mark's, Mark's like real-time research is going to find a thread here. Well, I like Das Boot. How does it, have you seen Das Boot? I, I highly so. doubt you've seen Das Boot. Get,
1: right. we're only, if we do it, we're only doing the director's cut. It's only four hours long. <laughs> Hours. And entirely in
2: German. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. And I have to read it. <laughs> okay. But here's the thing: with the original Ozu,
1: you have it. to read it's, it's it's just like Alien. It has all the tension because they're just in a fucking submarine the whole time. That's the
0: thing about what you said about the tension of alien. Alien, they don't even f- go to the planet and find the egg and all that stuff for 45 minutes. But space, but you're space in.
2: stresses me out. The I get thought it. Okay. of being fair. In deep That's fair. Space is stressful. The thought of being in a rainy Los Angeles with all this delicious like variety of food around yeah. me at my fingertips. Yeah. That sounds great. That sounds like the Los Angeles. It I does look. Great. It
0: does look cool. It rains yeah. all the
2: time and it's moody and I can get food everywhere and there's naked ladies dancing with snakes. That's the LA I want. That's so you, not pets.
0: So, so you've m- never
2: been happier in this LA. <laughs>
1: so you do love Blade Runner.
2: It's, there you go. We've convinced you. All right. Not.
1: We, did not. we did it. We did it. We did it. We did it. You get noodles. You any, get noodles. on the noodles. Naked ladies. Naked ladies. Perfect. Anacondas. You get to fly. And it rains. You don't have a water problem.
2: Yeah, this is the great. Problem solved. Yeah.
1: <laughs> you, well, what other city would could you build that giant Tyrell building? Right. That's a very L.A. building. Yeah, that's true. That's they wouldn't allow it. Would we, oh, it we're gonna j- build a giant pyramid that covers like yeah. ten. We're gonna square just transform
2: blocks. this Scientology I, I pyramid into the. Per- <laughs> Tyrell was a Scientologist, right? 100%, like, let's be honest. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Also, I, would say maybe... I pointed out to Ryan in my most recent watching that I wore Tyrell's glasses as a oh, young girl. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, yeah. oh, that's what I looked like in my glasses when I was young. Oh, oh, and no. I've seen
0: old... pictures, and like she had some big old glasses as <laughs> oh, a young If Tyrell no. had like, bangs, we would be just yeah. the twenties. Her and Tyrell would have been like, oh, is this your daughter, sir? Like, it was like, <laughs> it's, yeah. It would have been
1: like, She's not a replicant. How light. do you know? Because she looks fucking just it's not, like you. Because she can't
0: fucking see. <laughs> it's not just like Coke bottle glasses. Like it's there. You had giant glasses. Well, to Th- be fair, not just thickness, but like. Well, you want to
1: you want to have good vision all the way around.
2: Yeah. Well, and that was also before. You don't want to strain
0: your eyes to kind like, of look through no. it just a specific lens. You want the lens to cover most of your face so you don't have to do so much work. And it
2: did. And imagine, you know how big my face is. Those glasses were enormous. Yeah, they were big.
0: They were big. He, though, didn't have an eye patch. So that's the difference. Oh.
2: Um, I didn't know we were going to make it so personal. But we did. Yes, dear listeners, I wore an eye patch for a time under my glasses. Because the doc- flesh. Colored eye patch. Oh, wow. So it wouldn't, so it would blend in where I just looked eyeless. Because yes. Your doctor just right. used the scientific
0: method of, well, if you wear an eye patch, <laughs> it will strengthen the other yeah. eye.
2: And you know what it did? It gave me a wonk eye. <laughs> now I can do this. So I can wait, turn this can eye do, in. All eye. it did was make one eye a freak. <laughs> you, you,
1: you wore like an eye pasty? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. people were like, oh, I shouldn't see that. Wait, no, that's just her eye.
2: Yeah, no. And it looked like I was fully missing an eye. Like, it, well, it just looked like nothing <laughs> was there. You looked like, like a it cyborg. It was just smooth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, and, and people would look and like, oh, oh, you know, like, oh, 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 I shouldn't look. You know, when people get that thing of like, oh, you're, you're different looking. I shouldn't look. But I'm looking. And then looking away quick when you look. So that it doesn't look like I looked. And also, when I would take it off, it would rip my eyebrow off. And look, I already have... <laughs> Blonde eyebrows. So they're already very light. So now imagine I'm also waxing essentially one eyebrow every day. So I have one thick blonde eyebrow and one pencil thin. I just
1: thought you were really big like Thompson Twins no. fan.
0: As if I like... needed
2: any help, any more help looking dorky. Thank you, eye patch.
0: And the biggest glasses you and the could... Biggest the biggest glasses my face
2: could handle.
1: Yeah, It's a really good episode of uh, th- Stuff You Should Know About Staring. <laughs> about how the reason why you stare is your brain is able to take so much information in because we see the same things every day so that you your brain doesn't have to you don't have to look at anything for even more than a minute like fraction of a second huh. before your brain automatically understands i know exactly what i'm looking at ah. so when you see someone that is wearing an eye pat- flesh colored eye patch you you stare yeah. impulsively because your brain is like i don't understand you need to process i don't it, get it what's sure. happening right no, now yeah which total. is it's understandable that people find it offensive but it's truly just your brain's natural mm-hmm. instinct of like i look at a million things every second and you're giving me something brand new mm-hmm. and right. i'm not sure what to do with that right
0: mm-hmm. well your brain yeah yeah that's a that's a trip speaking of new information i don't feel
2: any better <laughs> <laughs> Cool, 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 cool. So people were just so, looking at me because their brain couldn't decide what was happening on my face. Thanks, Mark. Thank you, Mark. I feel much better. Also, convince you, uh, me to feel better about myself. This is not the convince Erica to feel better about herself episode. Clearly, clearly. Do you feel better that
0: everybody stared at you for being a freak because they just their brains yeah. couldn't handle brains how weird you look. Couldn't handle how
2: freakish it looked because it was something they had never seen before. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Another person that does look very unique and different is Sean Young in this. I think Sean Young is actually really well cast in this. Oh, yeah. And is really good in this. Yeah. And I, I can say the, re, the recent rewatch, I don't know if other cuts would be different, but the romance or whatever you want to call it between them is definitely a little like... It's forced. It's a little forced, a little soft.
1: But that's like Sean Young and anyone, right? Like,
0: because she's a little like you know bag full of cats kind of (laughs) you know to to borrow a phrase like he looks a tad on the crazy side is what i mean i
1: mean you're a little bit on the one hand you're a little bit intrigued like this thing could get a little freaky deaky but then you're like but maybe maybe this isn't gonna last long
0: (laughs) yeah like you will eventually like light some of my memoirs or like my, my yeah. mementos let's right. say you're gonna light those on fire Might have some dead one rabbits. morning just because yeah. like you're just because you don't need those memories or we're building new memories like wait but that was like my grandfather's like right. but you don't need this anymore. But you don't need that, need that kind of thing yeah, we only, have, we only
1: do new memories now
0: <laughs> right right <laughs>
2: Just but, keep in mind, dear listeners, Ryan married the girl who wore the flesh-colored eye patch. So, he doesn't like him crazy. He likes them freakish.
0: I, I, freakish and damaged. I needed to marry somebody who had also, like, grown up with everybody staring at them going, What's wrong with you, exactly? What's happened to you? My brain cannot compute what is happening
2: on your face. <laughs>
0: Um but let's get back to convincing you to like Blade Runner. Yeah, I feel like we've gone
1: way
2: <laughs> we've off. We've gone
0: way that. off. <laughs> we've gone way off. It is such a, a unique and interesting movie and it's hard to pinpoint like what I love about it so much. I mean, there's so many things other than like I said the world that you get involved in, the the I mean the Vangelis score. Yeah, uh, which uh, to me sets such a sets the mood in such a unique and and and, and interesting way, and uh, again the cast, I love the technology of putting the I mean it looks a little VCRish, but when you put the photo in, and you like close up on the picture, yeah, it, it, I love it. Still the, looks I, great. The idea of that is still so fascinating to me and so interesting to me. Um. Mm-hmm. Even though he's looking at like a monitor, like you know your old school tube TV. Well, also
1: and, like there's no way. Even if you keep zooming in, you're still stuck with whatever bit yeah, rate that the, you scanned it out. It's was, not like the bit rate. <laughs> yeah, the bit rate would have to be, be unbelievable. Yeah, it yeah, have to be the, off the
0: charts yeah, good to be able but, to close ooh, in on that. But...
2: Convince me. That <laughs> no, I mean Runner, there's but some. <laughs> in
0: love well that's the one thing that we didn't solve by 2019 <laughs> that's that again perfect. flying cars like there's yeah. elements of this movie that don't make sense at this point also
1: like getting noodles on the street isn't like advisable.
0: no but we should we, we should solve that that oh, should be priority number one it should be That's really some umbrellas
2: the light up umbrellas oh,
0: the light and umbrellas seriously I want to be able to leave the people... house in a just clear plastic coat. <laughs>
2: Tell me about it. <laughs> and look cool. <laughs> uh, I
0: mean, you know,
1: like... that's got to get hot after a while. <laughs>
2: oh, I'm so hot. That was a fr- I thought that same thing. I go, she's running. That coat should be like real steamy.
0: Yeah. Leave it to Mark to be like, oh, I don't know about that. I don't know. Yeah. It's not it's it, not black it and leather, breathe. so I do, I'm not into
2: it. I'm just imagining like, oh. on me it would be steamy <laughs> under the armpits. Yeah. And like in the lower back, everybody'd <laughs> be like, Oh, that's a cute coat. You're really boy. Yeah. Mark, you have
0: not been on this side of the table. You, last time we did mm-hmm. the uh convince me, we were trying to convince you. Mm-hmm. What do you think is some something Erica should think about mm. uh, for Blade Runner? You there? got
1: Daryl Hannah doing like flips. And oh, kicking an ass. That
2: scene is hilarious. Uh,
1: she's when she gets herself all done up white with the wig and everything, it's bananas. Mm-hmm. She it's spray awesome. paints her eyes to look like a which rock is clown. like been done like second to the Clockwork Orange Halloween mm-hmm. costume mm-hmm. is the Daryl Hannah spray yep. paint the eyes mm-hmm. costume
2: mm-hmm. as far
1: as
0: uh, which sci-fi great
2: costume idea is someone does the Daryl Hannah and then someone just bleaches their hair blonde and just puts white on their lips like they gave a kiss
0: mm. I don't know mm. think about it guys. okay something to think and about and they
2: kept that white you get the uh, you get the you get the rain Harrison was...
1: Ford punching through the wall and getting his fingers broken mm-hmm. which oh is super that, that is yes. like they go it's no holds barred on that one mm-hmm and then you're thinking he's going to fall off that building because those fingers are broken
0: and th- and, and I said before that I was like eh, you could have cast somebody other than Harrison Ford Harrison Ford does have a yell when he's hurt oh yeah that is like so he does it in Indiana Jones as well it, is, it is the and sound Rage of, of La- all of us yelling the Rage of the Lost <laughs> Ark pain. where they like she flips the mirror mm-hmm. and hits him right in the yeah. and he oh. just screams like he has a yell of like pain that is just so yeah
1: this movie does fall under uh the Stanton-Walsh rule. Which Roger Ebert said that if you see any movie with M. Emmett Walsh or Harry Dean Stanton, it will be good. Hmm. 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 Are you saying that you're a better critic than Roger Ebert?
2: <laughs> yeah, absolutely.
1: <laughs> okay, I have no more argument. <laughs>
2: No, I think for me, it's if you saw this movie, it's a couple of things. I think if you're, if you're a diehard Ridley Scott fan, you're going to just love this movie because you're going to be like, I love Alien. I love this movie. I love other stuff that Ridley Scott's done. That's going to be it i think if it hit you at a certain point in in your life i think that's a good point that you made mark like you saw it before we had alexas and before we had you know you could speak to your tv and it you know we had smart TVs, and smartphone we saw it before that and seeing it now i could see that you know being like holy shit like we have some of these things now like this mm-hmm. is pretty dope I don't disagree with you there To me, that's, I don't know, that stuff just doesn't land with me personally. It's Mm. not something that hits deeply with me. I'm not somebody, and Ryan Ryan knows this, (laughs) poor Ryan, he knows this, strong monologues, strong themes in movies, and thinking about mortality, that stuff doesn't hit deep for me. It doesn't. I'm just not a cinephile in that way, that when those kind of themes are going through a movie, I'm like, wow. really moved by that. I'm just a shallow old bitch when it comes to movies. So I'm like, it could have used more titties, more action, more, I mean, I think part of it's just going to be that it's just me. You you won't be able to convince me because it's just me. I'm not, I, you know, it's lost on me. All those, you know, uh, the whole time I'm just thinking like, all I did was outlive him. I, you know, don't disagree with you that Rutger Hauer is an amazing actor and that you know was a good uh you know monologue at the end but it does it doesn't deeply affect me so i didn't walk away going like wow yeah that's amazing i walked away being like boof glad that's over it's like what you next? say like
0: you know it doesn't hit you on that level when you think about your own mortality but you're such a fan of horror films mm-hmm. and i feel like horror films in general we're big fans of horror films and we get into horror films a lot of us at least the three of us got into it a lot when we we're teenagers and a lot of it is horror films in general is about facing that mortality it is about seeing about how would you seeing these situations where you need to fight or flight um uh, situations uh with your mortality and you start putting yourself into that position of what would i do how would i deal with a situation how would i fight to live that that's it's interesting that you say that because you are so into horror films and but you but i do love like horror
2: uh, yes but i love horror films for a different reason because horror films pull me out of the horror of my reality and my everyday because it's mm. so ridiculous and i'm so scared because i'm so caught up in it for the 90 minutes or 2 hours or whatever i'm not thinking about paying bills or work or you know uh so the- regular life you know duties and responsibilities i'm not thinking of any of that i'm just purely allowing myself to be scared and and feel anxious and feel like oh my god oh my god oh my god until it's over and then i'm like oh that was crazy so for me it's more of escapism than it is mm-hmm. thinking about my mm-hmm. own mortality sure do i think oh my god what would i do in this situation sure but it's more of the escape of for the time i'm watching that horror movie i'm so lost and scared in it I'm not thinking about anything else,
0: so this didn't provide the escapism for you it didn't that you needed to sort of like mm-hmm. think about your mortality or or not think about it, but they didn't provide you that escapism for whatever reason why do why do you think that might be?
2: I don't know that's a great question um <laughs> not that it matters i mean like right, it is right. what it is i mean i movies mean it, are...
1: it absolutely matters but,
2: um... <laughs> like convince <laughs> the convincing is hinging on it
0: <laughs> well <laughs> if i can find a way to where are the cracks yeah, yeah
2: i just I, I don't know Maybe and uh, yeah that's a good point point to think about maybe i just didn't uh suspend my disbelief enough or yeah. allow myself enough maybe came in too guarded or too defensive um I did try to, I absolutely, when it started, was like, oh, came in negative. But I thought, I'm going to just finish it. I'm going to finish in one setting. And I struggled to really, like, I was like, I don't want to fall asleep. Like, I am want to do, like, I tend to do a lot. It's not a New World Pictures movie, so you were able to. So I was like, I'm going to stay awake. I'm going to watch it all the way through. Because there is something about, like, when you fall, when I will fall asleep sometimes watching the New World movies. Um. A couple things happen. Like sometimes I fall asleep watching it and then the next day I'm like irritated because I'm like, motherfucker, this movie isn't going to get any better and I have to watch it again and I have to rewatch parts that I fell asleep. Or sometimes I'm like, oh, holy shit, I missed that. And I'm more into it than I was in the first viewing. But Blade Runner, I was like, you've seen this before. Just watch it again and see how you feel about it. And I thought, maybe I'll like it this time. Maybe
0: I'll but following that thread if you thought you might like it where do you think it leaves you because as mark was saying there is a death like right off the bat Mm -hmm. but there is still something that keeps you from Mm -hmm. getting into it. like what point do you maybe i don't know you don't remember the exact time you first saw it Mm -hmm. but at what point do you does it just kind of leave you
2: I think i i lose it when we start when harrison ford when deckard is brought in mm. because it's such a like up to that point it does feel very science fictiony and futuristic and then it kind of gets like almost like slapstick for me like hey it's me the police chief like come on in here oh you're the best we have we had to bring you in and edward james almost just looks so ridiculous
1: and then Walsh brings him in though. It's,
2: it's, <laughs> yes, but she's know, talking
0: in addition to I does not talk like that at all.
2: But I mean that's but that's what it kind of is and he goes I mean, in in the precinct. Dr. there's, Bavar. there's <laughs> nothing like modern or particularly futuristic about the precinct. It's very old looking. So I think for me that's when I was like, what is this place? Like are we in the future or not? Is it just the police that haven't moved forward in time? Is it just Am Amet who likes this classic kind of he's a guy who keeps a rotary phone and records because he's just that guy who, you know, holds on to that stuff. For me, that's when I kind of start to be like, oh, it takes me out of it.
0: Interesting, because I-, I think that they put in those kinds of things because that sort of in this kind of world that is so beyond particularly 1982, I guess, maybe not so much now that that sort of. Okay, here's a police officer, police chief. Uh, yeah, it's a grounding thing that's like, okay, let this is a cop story. Oh, okay, I have something to grab a hold of now because everything else is so wildly different. But that for you just doesn't seem to yeah, it's work kind for of you. Disconnect, I also me, happen I to, I love Ever James almost in this. Oh, I do. He got too. to create his own language too. Yeah. I, I love that. I love the fact that he's always doing. Just origami. Like, yeah, origami, yeah, origami, or he's making the little match, uh, the matchstick man, yeah. and and it just, I think his that character is fascinating, and he loved it. Like he, by all accounts, at least or rather his account, he loved working on this movie and loved the character and the freedom that he got to kind of make this because Ridley Scott, not much of an actor's director, no, um, that's he's, what Harrison Ford hated about. Yeah, it. this is what he drove him nuts about yeah. this movie. Um, and I think that's maybe why there's a bit of Harrison Ford's a, a performance that you're a little like we could have gotten somebody else, but I think we're also dealing, we're looking at an actor that is having a terrible time <laughs> and not enjoying himself. Because Ridley Scott's all about what it all looks like. Mm-hmm. He wants the glasses to look a certain way. He wants the background to look a certain way. He wants the lighting to be particular. He he is mm-hmm. creating the whole right. element of the world. He's not so much worried about like what your motivation is in the scene he's not worried about that and i think Mm. that's what i love about it he's sort of just letting the actors do the thing for some they thrive in that for others they don't like that environment Mm. but i i i I, that that's the element of it that i love about all of it that that element of the world he created the way the whole film looks not just the special effects but just the way the whole world looks the music the performances, I, I, I have to think that Rucker Hauer thrived in, in that environment because his performance is, true, is just terrific. I, I feel like I get something new out of it every time I watch it. Mark?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that the, ultimately, 15, 10, 15 minutes into the movie, when we saw the roaming uh, billboards come around and talk about an adventure, uh, a, a new life of adventure awaits in the Outer World. Mm-hmm. Uh, Erica's, Erica was like, take me there. And you and I were like, nah, I'm good I'm
2: staying are. here. Yeah, I'm interested and in And I think that's the dividing in this line, line. Yeah, that might be. That might be. Well, come on, let's go Outer World. Let's go Off World.
0: He was like, no. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get a noodle bowl. Ah, I'm good. This is interesting here. <laughs> um, do you think you'll watch... Blade Runner again.
2: No. And not unless I have to. That's the other thing for me. It isn't fun.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, I'm big
2: on like, is it fun? Sure, Am i having sure. fun watching this. right? And for me, it isn't fun. But there's also an element of it for me where there's no relatable character for me in this. Mm. So I have no touchstone. I have nobody that I latch on to that you know, you always have that thing where you're like, oh, I could see myself. Or like, I, I would be that way. Or I knew that person. Or I, mm-hmm. there's no touchstone for me here. The, you know, the female characters that are in this are the lady on the billboard. There's, you know, one lady's a and stripper. And they're all, they're all and just, replicants. Yeah, they're all, the other ones I, are all replicants. The other ones are replicants. Yeah. So it's like, there's yeah. no, there's nobody that I latch on to, that I relate to, with, you know.
0: That's fair. So I think that's something where the, the actual, the, the, the sequel sort of solves a little bit. I think they have a little bit more of a characters to buy into. Whereas this one is such a assault in terms of like the world and what's happening. And you're having to play catch up so much, particularly in watching the final cut, which doesn't give you the voiceovers, which allow you to kind of go, okay, I'm seeing this and I'm into this guy. And and it's just like, you are having to, you're really kind of thrust into it all. I love that about it, but I can see that that could be a turnoff.
1: So I guess the the final question I would have for you is: mm. if you w- would, you rather mm. watch Blade Runner or Steaming?
2: Oh God, damn you! Mm. Oof. wait, Steaming? No. No. no, 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 Steaming, 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 Steaming. steaming.
1: We're sticking with movies that have been made.
2: Eesh i think i have to go steaming just because of the titty count the titty count and again in steaming as much as i hated it there are characters that i can relate to in it wow Hmm. wow Hmm.
1: although i consider steaming to be a sci-fi movie because that shit (laughs) that's not that was that's not that's not in the real world at all
0: yeah All right, well, Erica, I think we've convinced you that uh, Blade Runner is pretty good. And you should... uh, I think
1: what we've convinced you is we're going to watch steaming.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I cannot believe you're going to... Here's the thing. I know you will never watch steaming again, so I will call bullshit on that.
2: I'm going to have to, because I need it, to reference it for (laughs) steaming.
0: But I would say you will probably give Blade Runner another shot. I'm going to just
2: say that. I I feel like at some point you're gonna trick slash force me a a la Harrison Ford forcing Sean Young's character to give him a kiss and say that he loves him and be like, hey, I've got the director's cut or the theatrical version or whatever
0: but that's why i'm convinced that you will give this another because
1: shot. ryan because then they're going to release the super funsies version yeah be <laughs> like, i got the super yeah. funsies version it's three it's and a half four,
2: hours long it's in
1: 8k <laughs> and
2: it's fun <laughs> it's in the you title watch, you watch it on oculus it just,
1: and you have to box
2: it's just <laughs> in your
0: eyeball it just goes right from your eyeball yeah, uh, Mark. Do you think we did a good job
2: convincing? No. Did <laughs> I convince you guys to not like it? Oh no! Or maybe that it's no. not perfect. No. No, that was never. No. That was
1: never good. Oh. No. <laughs> I mean,
2: what about
0: my point about? If I don't the want bad to give guys it a... are not the bad guys. You know, and maybe we are that the fact that we have this trope of the cops versus the bad guys sets us in this sort of false expectation when the movie is not really about that. What do you think about that? Does what.
2: That... <laughs> I, I, even what? I am not tracking with well, what you are the, the saying. The replicants
0: are not, like, they're, they're set up to be the bad guys. He can just kill them with, impu- with impunity. That's what we we see in the opening scroll. But they're just trying to survive. They're just trying yeah, to live like beyond anyone. their four years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So are they that bad? Are they honestly these terrible things that need to be destroyed? I don't know that that has
1: anything to do with whether she'll watch the movie again.
2: Yeah. That's not exactly a fun element of the movie. Listen, we touched on the fun I things: will find noodles, a way to force, light up umbrellas.
0: <laughs> I will find a way to force you to watch this movie. We've won. Convinced. <laughs> right. Right. All right. Thank you guys for joining us on this episode of Convince Me. I think we, you can, we've all, we all know that we've convinced Erica. That, they have uh, not. <laughs> What do you guys think of Blade Runner? Let us know what you guys think. Do you think this is a classic? Do you think this is a terrible film? Does are you just, Do you just not connect with it like Erica? But you will eventually when you see it again because I'll find a way to force her to watch it again. God. I mean, just, you know, let us know. Uh, hit us up on the socials. Give us those five-star reviews. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. We'll see you next time on the New World Pictures Podcast. Bye, everybody.